What's going on, Far Far Away family? Welcome to Star Wars in 10. So how's everybody doing this hump day? I hope everything is going good on your side of the galaxy. Nothing new to report out here on the Outer Rim. So let's get to the show by dropping the intro. What well you have? You are now tuned in to a Star Wars show, so just sit back and ready to the Rodian turned his head and pointed to his cheek. Moving slowly so as not to startle the obviously distraught fellow, Xana approached until she was able to make out his scar. In the dim light of the glow stick, she couldn't be sure, but the burn did appear to be consistent with that made by a lightsaber's blade. She knew how to read people. The Rodian was like an abused pup, cowering as he waited for the next blow. Show him a little compassion, however, and he would react as if she had saved his life. He tortured you, you poor thing, she cooed, feigning sympathy even as her mind churned on the identity of the mysterious white-haired man. A Jedi would never harm someone without just cause. Whoever had done this wasn't one of the Order, but he did have a lightsaber and he was skilled enough to wound Guano without accidentally slicing off half his head. She had heard tales of dark Jedi, Jedi Knights who had fallen away from the teachings of their masters to embrace the power of the dark side. Was it possible the man she sought was one of these? More importantly, did Bane already know this? Her master often kept secrets from her, and she had learned to always assume he knew more than he said. But if he knew there was a dark Jedi on Doan, why had he sent Xana to investigate? Was it some type of final test? Was she supposed to prove herself by finding and killing this potential rival? Or was Bane testing the white-haired man? If he proved strong enough to defeat Xana, would he become her master's new apprentice? Him wanted information, Quano whimpered. I'm sorry, Quano, she said, speaking softly as she gently placed a hand on his shoulder. But I need information, too. I need to know what you told him. As she did so, she reached out with a gentle push of the force, nudging the bartender's will ever so slightly so he would be more inclined to tell her what she wanted. Him, your friend? No, Xana assured him, using words to reinforce her subtle mind manipulation. He's not my friend. Maybe Bane was trying to force her hand, she thought, pushing her to act. Was he providing her with a suitable apprentice in the hope it would compel her to challenge him for leadership of the Sith? You want kill him? Quano asked, his voice rising excitedly. That is a possibility, she answered, giving him a warm smile. That or make him my apprentice, assuming he doesn't kill me. But I've got to find him first. Him no here no more. Him go two days ago. Leave Doan. He came here looking for something, didn't he? Quano nodded. Stuff Mina dig up. Him take it. Kill Miners. That when Quano escape. And you've been hiding ever since, Xana guessed. So why did you come back to the cantina? The Rodian hesitated, his bug eyes darting nervously between Xana's face and the small, wrist-mounted blaster peeking out from beneath the sleeve of her cloak. 
I'm not going to hurt you, Quano. She promised. I'm not like him. He enjoys hurting people, she thought. I only hurt people if I see some way to profit from their suffering. I don't think he's coming back. Not if he's got the talismans, she thought. But I need to know something else, Quano. When that man left Doan, where did he go? She saw the Rodian flinch before answering. Quano not know. For trueness. I believe you, she said, reaching out to gently pat his hand. But I bet you know people who could help me find out, don't you? The bartender shifted uncomfortably, but another gentle push with the force overcame his reluctance. Quano has friend at Spaceport. Him maybe find out. Can we go see him? You want to go now? Xana smiled again, knowing it would help sustain the rapport she had established. You can grab your credits from the safe first if you want. It was a two-kilometer walk from Quano's Cantina to the nearest ground shuttle station. A 15-minute wait for the shuttle to arrive, and then a 40-minute ride before they reached the spaceport. By the time they arrived, it was well past midnight, and the Doan spaceport, never busy even during peak hours, was empty, except for a few individuals assigned to work the graveyard shift. Unlike the highly regulated ports on Seutric, the authorities at the Doan docks didn't bother doing any registration checks on incoming vessels. In fact, their only job seemed to be collecting the landing fee. Your friend, Xana asked as she and Quano walked into the unstaffed gate. What does he do here? Cleaning crew, the Rodian answered. Xana wasn't quite sure how a janitor was going to be able to help her track down a ship that had left nearly two days ago. But she held her tongue as he led her into the arrival departure area, then out to the landing pad at the back. The pad was small, barely large enough to accommodate a dozen mid-sized passenger shuttles. The vast majority of Doan's interstellar traffic was made up of either the personal vessels of the wealthy nobles, who all docked at private landing pads on their estates, or cargo vessels affiliated with the mining operations, which were handled at a different location. Individuals landing here at the communal spaceport were few and far between. The landing pad was poorly lit by a handful of floodlights set on tall lampposts, but even so, Xana could clearly see there were only three ships on sight, one of which was her own shuttle. Half hidden in the shadows near the edge of the landing pad was a young man slumped backward in a chair. He wore a crumpled custodian's uniform and an ID badge. His arms hung limp at his sides, and he was snoring loudly. Quano walked over and kicked the leg of his chair, startling him out of his sleep. Pomat, get up! Looking around with the amused expression of one only half awake, the young man shifted his position and sat up straighter in his chair. When his gaze settled on Xana, his eyebrows arched suggestively. Hey, Quano, who's your pretty friend? My name is not important, Xana said speaking before the Rodian could reply. I was told you can help me track down a ship that passed through here two days ago. When the man looked at Quano, the Rodian said, He's okay. She nice. She friend. The young man turned back to Xana, crossing his arms and giving a derisive snort. Yeah, right. A friend who won't tell you her name. She could sense that his will was stronger than the bartender's, but still malleable. The fact that Pomat obviously found her attractive would help too, if she was willing to flirt with him a little. 
I'm a friend who has credits. She replied coyly, if you have what I need. The man bobbed his head back and forth a few times, before uncrossing his arms and running his fingers through his shaggy, sleep-ruffled hair. Xana arched one eyebrow playfully and reached out with the force. Come on, Pomad. I'm not looking for the strong, silent type. Yeah, all right, he relented. Maybe I can help. What do you need? A few days ago, a man with long white hair arrived on Doan. Did he come through this port? She already knew the answer. Unless the man had some connection to one of the noble families, this was the only port for a thousand kilometers. But a basic tactic in negotiations was to get the other person to start giving you affirmative answers to simple questions. It made them more likely to agree with you on more important matters later on. Well, there we go. I thought this was a good part. I wish I had a little bit more action, but what can you do? I did like the way that it showed us more of Xana's progression as a Sith. She is starting to act a little bit more conniving, but I think she might be going a little bit crazy. If she thinks that Bane set all this up for her to find an apprentice, she must be going nuts. But that's all we have for today. Join us tomorrow for the next part. Hope to see you there. Thank you for listening to Star Wars Intent. Tune in next time for more Star Wars adventures. If you would like to listen to other episodes of the show, you can follow us on all major podcast directories. If you enjoyed the show, we would really appreciate a five-star review. Once again, thank you for listening, and may the Force be with you. Star Wars in 10 was created by Kenai Shed and is distributed by Swaycast Network. This show was produced by Pigfield Media, sound designed by Theodore Thompson, researched by Leslie Schneider. I am your host, Kyle, and we will see you next time in a galaxy far, far away. <laughs>